Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, number two, we're going to talk all things fitness. Oh, yeah. So we're back. Um, Clear, Andy and I. And uh, first of all, I'll apologize for the last time. The sound quality was a bit low, but we worked on it this week. So things will be better this this. Uh, this week and thank you so much for the reviews and everyone who listened in yeah yeah we really appreciate that and as always send us your questions or any suggestions right let's get into it yeah we'll try answer a few at the end of the show so andy you're back back in the country yeah christmas in the uk which was nice um so yeah i got back I got back on 5th, Sunday 5th, so yeah, and I've been pretty much back into training, swing of things, um, I've gone into contest prep, I was starting a mini, oh, I was mini cutting before Christmas, and then I did a bit of bulking over the Christmas festive period, oh, nice. yeah, well, so, yeah, you might as well make use of all the good food, you know, yeah. the training, you know, it's a bit you're generally busy times, so it's easy to enjoy the food, do, yeah. get your training in, so when is the competition? 30th of May. So 19 weeks time. So, you know. That's about five five months. Yeah. yeah it's good, um, good end time. of May. So, yes, plenty of time. Um, yeah. we, I was just talking to my coach, Ollie, the other day, and he was saying, I would probably put my calories up a bit. At the moment, quite yeah, low, because yeah, yeah. they, they were set for a mini cut. Well, I was eating more than you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I had like 2,070 calories um, a day. Which isn't a great deal, but you know, we're gonna keep it flat for the next couple of weeks, like as if we were mini cutting, get the fat shifting quick, and then we'll bring them back because you know, prep's a bit like landing an aircraft, yeah, 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 true, 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 giant joke. But it is, no, but yeah, it's it's like landing an airplane, you want to come in steady, you don't want to be like you're on a parachute and jumping out of a plane last minute and crashing on the floor (laughs) because you know, prep is stressful on the body, so just yeah, we're gonna. And good thing is, if once we put the calories up, the initial effect on my body, I actually may get a little bit of additional growth. Well, definitely more of a pump yeah. in the, the initial few weeks, and then yeah, and then, you know, come in nice and nice and gradual and tick it off. And I shouldn't, because my whole prep last time I was on no less than really two thousand five hundred calories. That's good. So I go, yeah, you know, that's why I like to have a long time for prep. You know, yeah, you start high mentally as well. Yeah. Like thing is, you know, it was this decision that was made. It was like, you know, at my age, you know, pretty much 40. Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, no, this is the thing. That's you body, know, body, body building not, prime. No, but, no actually, but I'm not going to put on loads of additional muscle between now and... Originally, I was going to do a show in September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, most you could put on in a year, five pound, ten pound if you're lucky, if you're, naturally. Yeah, true. So, you know... There isn't much. So I said, oh, what I want to do is redo the show I did last year where I came third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And win my class. Oh, nice. You know, so yeah. that's, that's the aim. So Just bring a bigger, yeah, leaner I've, package. I've, I've, I've put on a little bit of size, you know, especially in the back. So we'll um, hopefully... Well, that's great, Kevin, because your conditioning was yeah. amazing. Oh, that's the thing. You know, in the top three... The only reason I came third was because the other two guys were bigger than me. The first guy... The guy came first... <laughs> Had good conditioning and was bigger. Well, Guy came British. second. 
no, the second close guy was Italian, uh-huh. but he was he yeah he was just bigger because there's no height category in, in uh, yeah, yeah, masters. Yeah, true. Um, the guy was about six foot four, and next to him I just looked small. Yeah. Although I was in a lot more so conditioned, so it was like it was yeah. Some people say I should come second just on the conditioning front, but it depends what the judges are looking for. Yeah. And as we know, men's physique's getting bigger. But at least now yeah. you've had time to yeah. work on it, catch up. And yeah, I haven't grown any in height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Not. Not Happening. Yeah, we're doing that. So yeah. yeah, but you know, slow, slow, slow and steady now. And um, I'll probably come in, be ready nice and early, maintain for a little bit, then yeah. bring it back in close to the show, start dropping again. Oh, good stuff. And you, Clear, what are your current goals? Well, I am doing a very long bug. <laughs> It's six months. Um, well, oh, actually longer because I did about two last year. Um, but now I've started training properly to go hand in hand with the bulk. Um, so it's a, a six month periodized program, strength and hypertrophy. I'm into week two oh, nice. and really, really enjoying it. My calories about 2,200 and I'd love to get that up to over 2,500. Yeah, your program is like an everyday is leg day thing. Yeah. No, Just not, <laughs> no. I love training upper body. It's no, two, yeah. two upper body days, three lower body days, yeah. which I think that's how most yeah, that's good. women train. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not trying to break PRs or grow a big like no. chest or... <laughs> yeah, without the length of bulk, though, you, you should be getting proper strong by the end of six months. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. big time, I, I big time. I hope so. I mean, since, since I hurt my back last year mm. in March, this is the first time I've started incorporating barbell back yeah. squats and deadlifts, and deadlifts. again. So it's, it's now a, a mental thing just to get through that fear and... Build yourself up slowly. Yeah, yeah it really it's, takes I, time. I haven't lost too much strength. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's yeah. just in the mind. So. But yeah, post-injury, it really messes with your head, like really yeah. big. Mentally carry it a little bit for, for a long time. For a until long you, time. Until you're actually <laughs> stronger than you were before. Yeah. You realise actually yeah. that the injury hasn't had a massive impact. But I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of what movements I can and can't do. And you can easily, you know, switch out. Like the barbell back squats is no problem. The deadlifting, I've been doing below the knee rack pulls, yeah. and I'm just going to stay with that. And with dumbbells, I don't get any um, pain in the lower back. So I'll yeah. just build up from to there. To be fair, a below the knee rack pull is a mass bulker anyway. Yeah, I, 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 I love it. I've got yeah. it in my program as well. Yeah. And then you can load it up. Yeah, load it. Yeah, yeah. get strong. And then yeah. I mean, your, your deadlift gets strong anyway. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean... I think a lot of people shouldn't barbell. I mean, yeah, barbell deadlift. No. Yeah, just, they don't yeah. have even the, mecha- the mechanics. The mechanics. Thing is, yeah. the, the mechanics in that lower portion of a deadlift. Yeah. I mean, you relies, can't hinge. No, it relies <laughs> a lot on ankle mobility, knees, yeah. knee hips. mobility, hip mobility, Your core control. Yeah. yeah. So and then yeah. most people don't know how to just hinge like pick up a pen and from the floor and that's why with people a good load hinge. it up and we end up with a cat spine yep <laughs> yep yeah. yep <laughs> so, but I guess that's the beauty of the the fitness like she said she is sort of individualized her training to yeah to, to suit me yeah. that's good yes um, yeah cardio is dog walks <laughs> with me with 
achieve this, yeah. keeping him trim. That's like Dory Yates, actually. Yeah. yeah. Bodybuilders need yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah. Just need a dog. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. And really, really enjoy it. I mean, bulking is hard, very hard mentally. Um, yeah, how are you with a lot of food? Are you losing appetite yet? Are you no, eating not well? Yet. I mean, 2,200, like some days, especially late days, I'm, I'm actually hungry. I can, I, I will gradually build that. How does that look for you? Is in like, is it all like razor clean at the moment? Or are you getting to that point where, you know, you put a bit of jam on a bagel? Oh, oh there's lots of jam. Yeah. <laughs> I love jam. Oh, um, dense. But I actually don't yeah, enjoy sort of junk foods. No. Yeah, she never craves the burgers, the pizza. And... See, I'm a bit like, I don't, although I've got a real sweet tooth, so once I do start eating sweet stuff, I love it. It's like Christmas, yeah. You know, I'm into pies. I'll eat twelve in one go. Right? But once I'm into that prep mode, I actually don't miss any sweet things. I just, you know, yeah, you've got your mindset. The mindset. I'm more yeah. likely to miss eating a fatty steak. Mm. I suppose for me. Oh yeah, that, that's actually yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely not at the stage where no appetite. I think if I do get there, I might do another mini cut six months is yeah. a long time yeah, yeah it's just a case of maybe look at calorie dense food options yeah just for, for a short while to keep the calories high and yeah mini yeah, cut totally. yeah. I mean, I'm I find it easier to eat more fat but I'm really trying to get my carbs high and I, I do struggle that's with that fair. that's why Leona and I eat about a kilo of rice yeah I mean I'm rice rice is just I bought perfect. sushi rice the other day oh, yeah I, so I saw it I, I where it's from, it's right? it, from yeah, where uh, uh, the hub Careful, yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I it's a small the, packet, but it's so dense. Most of my carb sources is actually potatoes. Still, mm-hmm. just air, air fried, yeah, air fried yeah, yeah. potatoes. Yeah, I was addicted to the yeah, air fried. Like the sushi rice, apart from like the consistency, is there any yeah. macro differences? No, not really. It's just easier to digest. To digest. Oh, oh, sweet. Digestion's easier, and it tastes better cold. So oh yeah, so I, I, I enjoy my rice cold. Yeah. Exactly. We're not yeah. No, because the, <laughs> is, the thing with like normal rice, it gets that sort of starchy yeah, texture yeah, when it's cold, it's cold yes. but like the sushi rice stays quite nice. And, like you can still count them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'd love 10 grains. Yeah, we'll, we'll try because we, yeah, we, it's, it's rice, sweet potatoes, oats, yes. and the red, red or white potatoes. And bagels. bagels. Yeah. And then, yeah, fat, we get the ghee, peanut ghee's butter. Good. Yeah. Ghee's good. Yeah, and the canola oil. Or olive the olive oil, yeah, very yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing really. Have you try macadamia in that oil? That, that's no, expensive. it is, yeah, yeah. I, I use it in my hair, special days, yeah, same. I have a bottle actually in my bathroom, I've never used yeah. it for food. I use but, it for um, my hair, yeah, because I also, because uh, we got one, uh, she got me one from the UK with avocado oil, macadamia, and the third one? Well, macadamia, the miracle of, oil of thing. all the nuts, they have the best ratio of omegas. Yeah, and they're grown here. If you get the out yeah. of Africa brand, yeah. 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 I mean, it's cheaper yeah. than olive oil. They're quite pricey, really? though. I think it, like oh. a big, like the imported olive oils here are more expensive than the macadamia. Mm, the macadamia. I think I bought it from HPS originally. So it's well. there. Yeah, we might have not. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's buying the boxes. Fuck my hair. It just smells of biscuits as well. So you put it in your hair and go, oh, that smells nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> good, good. And you're also in week two of your program. Yeah, I'm bulking. My program is more pull push legs and arms he looks bigger already in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people just absorb absorb yeah. the calories well no but i think also the five week break 
yeah. it really helped yeah, them. Give me yeah, some bloody. Yeah, and then I didn't really lose any weight, didn't eat that badly, just just chocolate and wine maybe, but not, <laughs> nothing. Um, Those are superfoods. Yeah, nice. man. Yeah. Mine stops heart attacks, doesn't it? Yeah, gra- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grapes and um, chocolate, can't go wrong with them. But yeah, it's push-pull legs, arms, and then I do like a rotational. Mm-hmm. So there's there's four four rotations, so different exercises, and then you do... So like one rotation requires you to do all the four before you can get back to the first yeah. workout. Yeah, yeah. And then cardio, yeah, dog walking. And yeah, just taking, you know, 10, 20 minute steps in between sessions whenever we can. And yeah, so... For steps, four I days. started trying to walk after food. So yeah, breakfast, the, um, the vertical diet. diet. Yeah, well, I just, I just, I just think I digest better after. Yeah, because uh, a few steps. Yeah. yeah, even if it's a ten-minute walk, lunch I'll have a walk around yeah. the farm, and then because it's big with yeah. uh, Stan Effordy, yeah. he does it every meal. Like even if you're in a restaurant, he just like he was saying, him and his wife they do a ten-minute walk around and then. To the parking lot. As long as it's a steady walk, you're not like power. No, 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 no. (laughs) Just a nice gentle walk with your dog. Or, you know, like as I said, I walk down to the stable, see the horses or something. Yeah, because even us, it's it's more because we enjoy walking the dog. Yeah. And then there's still the, like, we just enjoy walking. So uh, it's like, which one is cardio and which one is, you know, just a yeah. walk? Was that <laughs> so it all counts as... Um, you're maintaining your bulk. I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, it might be a time when you want to look at your heart health in general and then I add think, a little yeah, bit yeah. Of, you know, over like 110 beats per minute or something. You know? But if you're walking, say, uphill... Because, like, I, I enjoy walking, like, like, either way. Where you live, like, there's plenty of hills to walk up. Many. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all uphill when you get that one downhill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that's... 10 minutes after meals. Yeah. That's 30 minutes. Yeah. I think that's such yeah, if a you're great doing three way meals. if you're getting into yeah. fitness to start with that because I think mentally yeah, true, thinking true. of a oh, 30 minute walk yeah, it sounds can't, crazy, be, can't be bothered to do that but if you break it down into those chunks because 10 even if you work in the office you can just walk around the office outside, outside. 10 minutes uh, before your lunch break ends or whatever and you'll feel more and you're good. Yeah. yeah I think so. It's a good way to get a bit of fresh air. And the other thing is, if you're out in nature, your heart, your blood pressure lowers. There's an actual yeah. thing, Definitely. lowering of blood pressure. So just go out, have a walk around, leave the office, you know, go get out and get some fresh air. Yeah. Get that vitamin D on the skin. Yeah, because that's, um, that's a big problem when people want to start working out. Everyone wants to, like you said, not land the plane slowly, just yeah. want to nosedive. Yeah. <laughs> lose weight as much weight in the quickest time possible. Well, let, yeah. let's talk, I mean, we're halfway through January, but as we were saying earlier, I think a lot of people have only just started yeah. working out and everyone's set their New Year's resolutions and New mm. Year's fitness goals. What do you guys think about New Year's resolutions? Fitness ones. I'm okay with them as long as they are achievable. I think when people set goals, they're a bit sometimes too optimistic or they're too wishy-washy. Yeah. Very. So goals, <laughs> you know, a goal needs to be clearly defined. It needs to be achievable. There's no point saying right, this year I'm just going to get fitter. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You've got to be able to to uh, measure that or 
you can go the other way where people say, oh, I want to lose four pounds a week. A week, yeah. 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 It's like, you know, not, not happening. You may do it first week, but then, you know, slowly, then you're going to lose interest because suddenly you've stopped losing weight, you've reached a plateau. Then you're stressing, always thinking about food. Yeah, mm. and then you bounce back. Yeah. You know, so. and, uh, no, I agree, and I think a lot of people then, that, that first week they jump in too hard. Yeah. And you'll have, you'll be in pain for the whole week and think this fitness thing is just not worth it and then stop yeah. so it's that's where I think it's really good that you have a solid plan or get a personal trainer or online coach to really help you yeah. set that up and and hand in hand uh, with that your nutrition either again with a, a qualified personal trainer or a registered nu- a dietitian or nutritionist and just be very honest and realistic with yourself. And it can be starting as simple as a 10-minute walk after your meals. Yeah, because I think write, writing it down makes a big, big difference. Because at least with an online coach, PT, or even yourself, if it's down, it's written somewhere, well, I you think you'll be, it. Yeah, you'll be more accountable. And you can only measure really what you're accountable for. So Yeah. I think there's um, one thing everyone should bear in mind is their starting level of fitness. If you are unhealthy, health conditions, you should still see a doctor first. Get your blood pressure checked, get some bloods done, then get into it. Like if you're, you know, clinically obese... I think that's uh, go get yourself checked and then start slowly mm-hmm. moving into it. Don't actually, that's a big, a big part people actually miss out a lot. Yeah, I think that's important. Just doing a checkup because yeah. you can go to the gym, you've never worked out, you don't know what's happening, and then this guy collapses in the gym. I, I mean, he's especially older people. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of people. It's not it's an age thing. Step. January comes and everyone's like, "Oh, I should really be," you know. And I've seen like people say, "And you know, they get fit so I can look after grandkids." Yeah, <laughs> right, well, that's great. But at what you know, how healthy are you at your starting point? Because mm-hmm. you can't really, yeah. You know, even if you get a coach, you should be able to go to your coach. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm in good health. My blood pressure is normal. I don't have diabetes. So, yeah, you, therefore, you know, you can manage your cars, you know, you're not insulin sensitive. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the starting point yes. to go from. But, and then with that, then ease into it. You know, as we said, no point, you know, going 190 miles per hour <laughs> on day one. Yeah, I yeah. would say I'm guilty of that. I was so excited to get back into the gym last Monday. I yeah. couldn't walk for the rest of the week. <laughs> That's why I was like, this is why you need a personal trainer yes. who will not let that happen to you in your first session. Yeah, I did the first two sets. I was uh, good to myself, first two sets. After that, it's like, ah, screw this. I always treat my first week of a program as a deload. Yeah, so, yeah. I get to know the, so I get to know the movements yeah. first. Know the movements. But I think for me, the five weeks break, I, even if I did just the bar, yeah, I'd be in pain, like the yeah, yeah. Yeah, the soreness. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I I think I did the nose dive in that one. But we were we were very excited to get back into the gym. Uh-huh. But yeah. speaking from experience, yeah, true. Take it slowly. <laughs> yeah, take your time. So if you are starting your your fitness journey, I think it's also really important to have a good program. Mm-hmm. A solid program that's periodized and tailored to you and your current fitness level. Yeah, and, and time. Like a lot of people, so, um, I think the problem is you're not, um, 
you're not honest with how much time you really can give training and you end yes. up either overshooting or under so i think guys are scared to say like i can only give two days a week of training which if you're starting out that that's a lot that's that's good but a lot of people will be like yeah i can i can do five and in like two months even two weeks you're tired you're fatigued you're um because i'm guessing when you're starting training also nutrition changes so everything meals everything becomes a bit stressful and just too much yeah and i think also the other side of that is people who don't give themselves enough time get into the gym rush through a session yes don't do the exercises correctly because they're rushing they don't warm up correctly mm-hmm. and they get injured mm-hmm. and you know i'm i'm you know i am trying to take my time with warm-ups and mobility stuff now because you know i know what it's like everyone's got you know things work pressures you gotta get back and do other stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually the worst thing you can do is rush a gym session because then once you're injured it's you know it, yeah, you can wait for it. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. wait for a hill. And I mean, we we preach all the time. 10-15 yeah. minutes. Exactly. Warm up, mobility, activate. Yeah, because exactly. I've I've been that guy who never warmed up exactly. the Trojan days, and yeah, it it cost me, <laughs> cost me a one year and a half maybe of deadlifts just just from yeah. not warming up and not stretching. And it takes one one. Even you know, class two tear of muscle. Yeah, it's like in the name of beast mode. You warm up. You what is it? They say you you're supposed to warm up to exercise, not exercise to warm up. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) That's why you know every time, especially for legs, I get into the gym. I go on the treadmill or stepper, put on a podcast, stick on a video, because then I don't really think about the time. Fifteen minutes of getting some blood flowing in the legs before then a mobility exercise. I start on a nice, something like an abduction or adduction, just to get those hips moving. I'm mm-hmm. pretty much on zero weight, yeah. 20, 20, 10, 10, 6, 6, 3. Yeah, because yeah, we I see do. you do a lot of texting from the... Uh... Yeah. No, you know what? You'll always see, you'll always see my phone in my hand. He's watching uh, not... Luxander. No, I have my program on my phone. I, I logbook. I use my phone as a logbook. Yes, so I, I go also through have mine. the session, first thing, I go through my session, and I actually put the weights I want to hit. Ah, on the on the and like how many reps Excel. I want to get. Oh, nice. So when I so when I get to exercise, I go right. I am going to get eight reps on this weight, and then I do it. And then I get to that mental state of doing it. No, yeah, because mine is my program is on the phone, mm. but I do a notebook. So in yeah. case I switch any workouts, like if if I feel there's a niggle or I'm not enjoying the workout that day, at least I can change yeah. it on the notebook. I'll put a little note in, yeah. the, in the notebook. The only problem is I used to keep it separate paper notebook and yeah, then I get yeah. home at the end of the day and go oh, I've got to put it into the sheet on yeah you have to <laughs> transfer <laughs> to oh, computer. Computer. Online coach, so you yeah so all has to go back in so it just doubles up my workload so we just do it start on the phone well that's a good point for the listeners is have a notebook yeah. or, or on your phone and note everything down like this week was sick only hit this or slight twinge in my yeah yeah because everyone so just re- even uh, the guys who record stuff they just put Weight sets reps. No one puts like, oh, yeah. recovering from a cold. Didn't feel like working out. Oh, like the important stuff, yeah, like notes for yeah, notes. yeah, like so useful going back. Sometimes, like yeah, and the other thing I do is say if I'm training in Naivasha, 
you know, my program set up for that essentially. But if I go to Nairobi, I will switch exercises because yes. I, I focus on movements, not the exercise. Yeah. So because in Nairobi I don't have something like a plate loaded shoulder press. When I get to Nairobi, I'm like, I'm going to use a plate loaded shoulder yeah, press because yeah. I can put more weight on. Yeah, and, and then, then the numbers change. The numbers change, but I put a note there. That's what I've done. Just yeah, you know, and I'll, I'll switch back and forth between the two. But um, I don't understand people who don't log their training session. How are you supposed to progress? Well, how do you know where you're going? Because I I have my logs from way back. Like they they weren't as intricate as they are now, but I can look back and like, oh crap, I was strong five years ago. And I've heard people say, (laughs) and and even I've done this at some points in my life. Gone. Oh no, I know I lifted last time. Yeah, yeah. But do you? But do you really? After a week, do yeah? It's easy to make a mistake, miss off one rep, or you know, just make it. So for accurate progression you need to keep a logbook it's a bit like having a road map you wouldn't set off on a journey without knowing where you were where going, going. <laughs> and how to get there you know it's you know you need to have something i think written down and as well as like you know within you know i i put all my calories i put down my weight every day but also within that there is how stressed i was mm-hmm. how much sleep i got yeah. how how do i feel my recovery is that day yeah, because then we can throw in an extra rest day. Because there's no yeah. point if I'm knackered going to the gym. Or even doing day. extra cardio, nothing. And then, you know, it's, and things like that. It's like, you know, how hungry was I that day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then we can go, oh, you've been starving all week. No wonder, you know, and your, and your strength's slipping off. So let's put your calories up a little bit. You know, that's, you know, or you're just stressed. You're holding water. That's why your weight's not moved. Mm-hmm. You know, for women... Is it your time of the month? Yeah, yeah. Because huge, huge difference, especially on water retention. Yeah. yeah. Well, your energy levels. I don't know yeah. much else. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm at water retention. Yeah. <laughs> you should know better than that. And, but you see, yeah. now it's easy because we're, what, 90% of the time you're on your phone. You're working yeah. on your phone, you're Instagram, WhatsApp. So, I mean, five minutes to just yeah. input. Yeah. You can do it as a voice note. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't true. have to be text. True, you can, yeah, you can voice note. Yeah, yeah the, and, I mean, I love Excel sheets. I love yeah, Excel I love, sheets. love Excel sheets. <laughs> so, if yeah. anyone's interested and you want an Excel sheet to fill in all your goodies, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, so get a good program, get yourself a notebook, or set up an Excel sheet on your phone and record everything. Yeah, and then, and it's a simple thing. Every week, try to either increase your reps or increase the weight. And once, so you set yourself a nice, you know, your coach, if you've got a coach, we will set you a nice little rep range. We won't say, do this yeah. weight, hit 12. I choose my weight, and then I'm given a range between, say, 8 and 12. Eight. Yeah. Once I'm hitting 12 of that weight, it means I should be moving. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get 10, and they were a good 10, and I'm like, well, next week it'd be easy to get 12. So I put the weight up as well. But I think guys forget, because that range, there's... Like assuming you're doing eight to twelve, there's eight, there's nine, there's ten, yeah. there's eleven, there's twelve. Exactly. That Every that can take of progress. Yeah, yeah, it can take you a long time to actually get to the twelve. Yeah, so that's called progressive overload. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are scared of that term, but it's it's just. That I think simple. it's a, it's a word overload. I think people yeah, are when we say overload. <laughs> that sounds that sounds negative, but actually, yeah, because you, you know you're trying to add the you know the, the stimulus to the muscle, add the volume, add the load creating muscular stimulus you know that's why gyms have like um 0.5 like a 0.5 kilo plate it doesn't need to be a five or ten kilo jump yeah 
Just, just give me the tips. Yeah. I've yeah. got to a point where, yeah, say on the Smith machine, I've got to a point where I'm like, oh, this is, this is getting hard, but I want yeah. to progress a little bit. If you're in a Smith machine, I'll, I'll put some clips on, not to keep the weights on, but actually just to add like a tiny And that's like 0. Yeah, 0.5. Yeah, 0.5, yeah. But yeah, you, I think there's, it's, I don't know if it's magazines, YouTube, or guys have this idea. And also it comes from watching a bit of the um, season, guys, because these guys train 10 years. Like they know, like adding five kilos is nothing, but you're starting out. So you can't expect your, your jumping in fives and exactly. tens. I and think on certain things, early on, on your legs, you probably can to a certain yeah. point. But then once you reach like almost your strength limit, mm-hmm. then it's going to have to be eked out, you know, grinded out. And but going on something like a dumbbell shoulder press, a dumbbell shoulder press, you shouldn't be picking up an extra set of weights until that set of weights in your hand is easy. Because mm-hmm. problem with dumbbells is the gap between dumbbells yeah. is often it's relatively really significant, like five pounds, five pounds exactly, two and a half kgs. It's not when yeah. you yeah you you've just done te- uh, struggled at a ten rep on something. So that's why it's good to have a wide range. And if you know, trainers listening, when you set programs to people, try and give them a wide range of reps because it gives them progress, especially with dumbbell exercises, gives them an area where we can create the progress over weeks yeah. without having to up the weight. Yeah. So, you know, if it's from 8 to 12, it means you can get up to that 12 of those dumbbells. When you pick up the next ones, you'll probably do eight. Eight, yeah. Right, and that's not a bad. That's not a bad place to be. Rather than someone doing having an eight to ten range, hitting ten, but then it could still be a too big a gap, and they fail or hurt themselves or try to force it, and it's not quite there. Yeah, and another way to do it if you know you're in your home gym or somewhere with limited weights, and you you're using the heaviest weight, is to slow it down. Yep. Increase that time under ah, tension. Just say, love it. <laughs> and wow, if you yes. can dress a lightweight, it will start to feel heavy. You have so many ways to sort of um, increase tension, slowing it down and bands. Yeah, like, bands are a good yeah. one. Yeah, um, even with chains. I used to like lifting with chains. Something like uh, uh, chains. Uh, you know, yeah, we're trying press to look for chains, chains. <laughs> because you know it's increasing load. As you lift, it, yeah, and we don't have to be too heavy. You can and get there's like, that sort of unstable, yeah. which which helps, uh, like for the bench, it, it really helps your your shoulder health and everything. Yeah. A lightweight, do some yeah. chain presses and really, but yeah, I guess that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, so there's there are many ways to progressively overload, and it's it's very important if you want to see progress that you do this, and sort of tying in with that is that you. You've got to do your program for more than three or four weeks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Bunny hop programs, and you just want to see results. Yeah, you're doing squats today. You're trying to hit a PR the next day. You're jumping over boxes the following day. You want to. Yeah, muscle confusion um, is not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've it, got to. Yeah, you can't shift between um, programs too often. My last program, I did it for 14 weeks. Yeah. And you master the exercise as you progress up. Yeah. And it's the movements rather than the exercise. So, you know, I may swap in to keep it interesting a plate loaded shoulder press instead of a dumbbell, dumbbell or a barbell. Yes, yes, yes. But the actual movement's the same, and I know 
progress on each if you do it regularly because you, know. you can easily rotate them exactly. you know, week yeah. after week yeah so you can still keep it interesting exactly I, I really like that you know you can keep the movement yeah so you've got say a lunge that can be a reverse lunge that can be a forward lunge a that lunge. can be a walking lunge yeah. that can be a split squat yeah a rear foot elevated split squat yeah because like i know personally um i like doing uh wide range of exercises so i enjoy the rotating like yeah. if i stick to one exercise the only exercise i can't stick to and i enjoy squats <laughs> the rest i like switching the, yeah. the same way you're saying like movement based that's the thing everyone's got to lose a emotional attachment to an exercise oh, i love that exercise yeah. but what's think about it as a movement a bit like some people love bench pressing yeah, yeah. In a chest session, one pressing exercise, one fly exercise. You've already covered most of your chest. And then you can do add another push and add another fly type exercise. You know, it's not. Does, you know, doesn't make sense doing three pressing exercises. No. <laughs> and I mean, at the same time, you. I think a lot of people they're training bodybuilding. Oh, and then a little switch into powerlifting, and then oh, let's go into. Yeah. And calisthenics or into Olympic weightlifting. Because I was you just. Do that all in one session. It's it's just not going to yield yeah. our results. Because I was having a conversation this morning with a friend actually, and we were talking about exactly that. Like, um, you feel like you've stalled progress, but when you look back at the program, it's like, how are you actually training? Are you recording? And it's one day you're jumping over boxes, the next day you're. <laughs> I don't mind in a session to do, say your first set, you're, you're sort of in the six to ten yeah, reps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then you might go into twelve to fifteen, and then you might do a, a twenty plus. But that's nice. It's yeah, progressive. Exactly. Right, I mean, as long as the intensity is there, this yeah. is what people fail to, to realize: it's intensity. But I was going to say about switching around in sessions. I find women tend to do it a lot mm. because Agreed. keep it. It's a weird one, because the initial thing is, all right, I want to lose weight, right? But then in their mind, if you ask them to describe their body, how their body's going to look, actually, what we should be doing is putting on muscle, putting right? Putting muscle. You know, jumping around like an idiot but, for an hour will lose weight. But that scares women. But the moment you mention muscle, exactly. they have this, oh, crap. But women we want look like a man. Yeah. Big glutes. Well, you got to, you and got that's muscle. Eat. You got and you got progressively overload your ass. Yeah, there's a great. I think they forget the bum is a muscle. It's a giant <laughs> muscle. Glutes are massive. There was yeah. a great post by Brett Contreras today. Let me find that. Yeah, because um, I've noticed it's like the moment you say muscle, and even um, say you're doing an assessment with a lady, and they're just like, no, I just want to tone. Yeah, and no, that moment, I'm like, what? Oh, when you, are, you just want to I, be sucked into space. I hate that word. Toning. So, on, on Brett's latest post, he says, want a crazy glute burn, just wear one of those booty bands and do various exercises non-stop for three minutes. Yeah, your butt is going to burn. And if you want sore glutes, do 100 walking lunges around the parking lot. Yeah, you will not walk the next day. But if you want to grow them, quit worshipping the burn, the pump, and the soreness. And train intelligently by using excellent technique and gaining progressive strength on variations of various hip thrusts, squats, deadlifts. But women get caught yeah. up in this like, spot on the social media thing of like, oh look, I've got a great plan. 
follow my plan on getting glutes and you see someone doing 100 glute bridges and three hours of bands fire hydrants and uh, and all these other kickbacks and stuff hundreds of them but without weight and they'll do the same thing every week without progressing anything Mm. it's like well and then expect to see results and you won't see anything you're not going to grow yeah you've got to eat if you want to grow muscle and train smart Use the opposite, though. Yeah. Guys think you've got a bulk, and that means eat everything inside. Eat everything and lift heavy as like possible. Like two reps. Yeah. Well, yeah, you may get a little bit of strength in your two rep or one rep max, uh, but you are going to walk around looking like a, a power lifter. Yeah. I'm not sure, unless you're a power lifter. And no one else wants to look like a power lifter. Yeah. Even power lifters probably don't want to look the way we do, but yeah. Yeah, it's for a purpose. It's for a purpose, yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most of them stop competitive powerlifting or strongman and they go back to like, yeah. I'm Even going to get healthy. Hall, yeah. He, he stopped because he wanted to be a bit healthier. Yeah, because there's a reason they put on all that mass and in fat and uh, so, yeah. muscle. and. I think guys <laughs> think we're going to just by eating and lifting really heavy, gonna get bigger. Yeah. But actually, doing your one rep max every time you go to the gym, you're not doing enough volume to grow. You're not stimulating the muscle. How much are you gonna progress on one rep max week to week? You're not probably, you probably do the same lift. Say, if I was gonna do deadlifting, pick up a 200 kg deadlift, pick it up next week, I'll probably do the same again. <laughs> I mean, but I'm eating a whole load of stuff in between. Yeah, so all true. I'm doing is getting fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to give your program time and um, align it with your goals. Yeah, just don't be all over the place. That's it. Yeah. It's back to clear goals. What do you want? And then ask for professional help if you don't know how to get there. Yeah, if, if your plan is to grow glutes, put on some weight and thrust. I genuinely... Every time I speak to a woman who says, I want to lose weight and get more toned, I go, yeah, what yeah. you want is actually you want more muscle. I'm going to put your calories up. Yeah, it's the... That's going to put your calories up because, yeah, and you're going to start training with intensity because you've the, never trained with intensity Yeah, in your it's life. that word, tone. That, that word is... Um, it, it, it doesn't exist. There's no such yeah. thing as tone. Well, most women also under-eat, so their, their calories mm-hmm. are so low. You can't possibly now put them on a, a diet to lose more weight. No. I'm they're tired. <laughs> Nothing. Tired all the time. And this is why people go into the gym and don't have any intensity. Right, we think, maybe you'll see them on the cross-trainer, striding it out. Then afterwards, we spent 40 minutes on a cross training, but mm-hmm. then we spent 10 minutes on some on dumbbells or, or something <laughs> with no intensity, or we go on a little selector machine, you know, do some pec deck with, you know, with five kgs on there, and we, you know, we do 15, get up and walk out of the gym, and you're like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah, so, so if you're going to include cardio with your, your weights, it's generally recommended to do it after, after, yeah. after your session. Concentrate yeah. on your weights, don't be tired going into that and then afterwards yeah, yeah unless the unless you're a, you like unless yeah. you're an endurance athlete they yeah they do it yeah but they do like runners and any endurance even some depending on the sport you can do your cardio before but like you yeah. said if you're trying to build muscle lose fat Intensity. And mm. I say to everyone, intensity, intensity, intensity. Intensity creates density. If you want bigger muscles, most people think they're strong. Like a lot of guys, it's 
great with a lot of guys. Yeah, I think yeah. they're strong, but you're like, like one, you're doing it completely wrong, and you're like, you know, and I saw your post the other day, <laughs> like the bicep curls, classic example, people lifting the bicep almost with their hips. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, a lot swinging of their hip arms gyrations up. and... <laughs> yeah, look, what you got to do is learn to get intensity in the muscle, not just move big weights. It is about squeezing and contracting muscle. It's about actually midway through, you should be like just reaching, if you've got a 10 rep goal, you know, I don't necessarily train to failure, but I think there is a place for training to failure. I think a rep in reserve is good, but only when you know what failure is. Yeah, yeah. You know, Which takes time to understand. Trying to explain understand. to people, you know, and I'll do it like one rep in reserve or level nine lift. So, you know, 10 would be failure. Nine's one away, one rep away. That should be, you should be pushing that bar up like a shitting dog. Your body should be shaking as you get back on safety. What failure, fa- true failure, most people will never reach because they're scared. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's a big deal. And, you know, the other day I did an inclined um, barbell press, 107 kgs. I got it up, I got two reps, and then I dropped that You're shit. You're like, because, I'm done. Because that was failure. You know, I wasn't even training for failure. It was just too heavy. I, I put... I too much. <laughs> I progressed too quickly. But that is what failure is, is having to abort the lift and drop the weight because there's all you have it on your chest because mm. there's no way. If you, I've seen people say, I've just trained to failure and you've seen them re-wrap the weight and you go, that's not failure. So like that's, you, you didn't fail. And you, also, you know. I think training to failure, you would actually need someone to train with. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's only certain yeah. things I would train to failure on. Things yeah. like a leg press. Smith machine exercises where you can put the safeties on, pushing exercises with safeties in place. And that's the problem because a lot of people want to train failure on barbell presses, squats, <laughs> yeah, deadlifts. Not a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Deadlifts, definitely. No, deadlifts are stupid. Yeah, that's where now again, smart programming, smart training. and. But I do think people need to understand about intensity. I genuinely think people need to know what is meant by intensity because... And I think it was uh, Cuba from the UK Pro Muscle Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tells his guys he trains, no matter what the rep range is, you should feel like it's going to kill you, right? But you just about finish it. Yeah. Right? But all the way through, you're like, oh, this is too, almost too hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just got to dig but in you know you're, yeah, you know you Yeah, you know you can actually range. finish. But it doesn't matter if you're lifting 12 reps, 15 reps, 5 reps, 8 reps. If you lift with that intensity that's when your muscle will get the most benefit because you're literally forcing it to its limitations. I think that's why I like time under tension the most. I love it. just, you just have, you learn control, you throw your ego out of the window and you learn to like focus and just connect to the weights and and feel the weight, the the intensity. Like you learn what, what intensity actually is. Yeah, and I genuinely think... Time under tension is a good place for people to start. Yep. Because the cadence, learning the eccentric control, rather, I've, and the amount of times I've seen people... That's the lowering. Yes, yeah, I... Oh, yeah. The lowering, lowering part. Especially guys doing bench press, bouncing a bar off their chest. On the chest, yeah. You're like, you're going to break your rib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Stop it. And yeah, even, you've really got to drop the weight, drop the ego. Yeah. Not even like I'll, pausing at the bottom. Because a lot of um, compounds guys bounce. Um, overhead presses you have guys bouncing on the squat bouncing on their yeah. like their it's like they're bouncing off their calves yeah. and then the back just I call them hunchback squats the back just goes round and <laughs> it just looks bad yeah 
Yeah, you're well off. Controlling, pausing at the bottom of the exercise. Count one, two seconds, back up. Because that level of control will put that muscle under more tension and more intensity than yeah. throwing yourself around like a fool. Yeah, because... Doing half squats or yeah. Yeah, not using a full range of motion. Because I think most people don't know there's three. There are three, how do I say, phases of movement. Mm-hmm. The yeah. eccentric, which is the negative. The concentric, the positive, yeah. and the isometric, where yeah. you just hold. you just hold and squeeze and uh, let the muscle stretch muscle and work. Connection. Yeah. It is, it is so a lot of people, yeah, they focus on concentric. Yeah. Because yeah. you lower the weight quickly. You think you're you, strong. Yeah. Then you so, throw the like weight ego. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like ego. Yeah. yeah. Fast, fast reps. And we've all been there. I'm, I'm not going to say that. True. True. Yeah, true. When you're young. Yeah, you're young and dumb, and you just want to throw the weight around and look strong. I know. You see the big guys in the gym. Yeah, I have a. And you want to be a big guy, and you're all sorts of bad, but that's because not sure you do it properly. Yeah, I have a video I'm curling 60 kilos that will never see the light of day. Ever. (laughs) You're throwing throwing your body all over the show. Oh, jeez. Never, ever. Yeah, it's it's that thing, but you've got to have control. You've got to be sensible. You have to know what you're doing and the, and the range of motion is a big thing because you need to know your own range of motion because of my knee injury I actually can only just get below 90 degrees on a squat yeah. but say someone coming in and they've been watching squatting videos know your range of motion on certain exercises and go to the limit of your range of motion and this is why I don't like people copying other people's programs I don't like people watching YouTube uh, Instagram stories going oh yeah I'm going to do that they just did 10 reps on squatting. I'm going to copy their squat form. But they're not you. Different yeah. mechanics. No, no, I think that's a, you know, that's a very good point. Because of my bad knees, I've got, I get tight Achilles. And, and maybe, and it's something I'm trying to work on now, trying to loosen them off. Because my knee gets to a point, and it's often to do with swelling in it. It won't bend further. You know, oh. I just get really sharp pain in the patella. So I get to just below 90. Go back and then you, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is fine, because I feel it in the muscle. But, and that works for you. Yeah, yeah it works that... for me. Yeah, my legs go quite easy. But I'm trying to now work on how can I increase that a little bit in a, a diff- using different mechanics. So if I can get my ankles more flexible, I can probably get a little bit deeper. But the tension will move off to other areas then. Do you do heels elevated? Yeah, a lot. A lot because yeah, then it puts, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it then puts the tension still into a quad. Because yeah, I, like... I get my hamstring dominant in my squats mm-hmm. because where my yeah, knees are bad and, you know, hamstring or rather tape pressure rather than the quad. Mm. And I think this sounds quite intimidating or daunting to a lot of people. That's why it's really great to, to have a coach, to yeah. have a trainer who can really assess your form in the compound movements in the beginning. Um, another good way is to film yourself mm-hmm. and to go back and look at it. You might think you're doing a wonderful squat. Or ask a professional. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, if you show the video to a personal trainer who knows what they're doing, even if you're not their client, they will give you advice. Yeah. True. As long as they're not in the middle of training someone. <laughs> yeah, most, most people don't want to see people get injured. So record just your, your form and then show someone who, who knows. Yeah, it's very important. That's also another way to progress. Just your videos. You'll yeah. see if you're yeah. getting better or uh, regressing. Exactly. Improving your form and yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, actually, here, before we even go further, getting better with form is actually progressive overload. Yeah. That's progression. No one starts perfect. You want to keep that form tight. You want to keep that form tight. And you want to make it almost 
that's why it's about I always say mastering a movement so say your movement is a, a press being so good at pressing away and knowing your range of motion before you then up away yeah exactly and actually I know how my body is working on this I will add a rep I'll add a rep but I will keep it like this and then actually maybe the first time this is why I always start my programs on a deload equivalent so I go in and go right let's see how these movements feel um, give myself a rough idea of what I should be lifting next week. So my first week, yeah, I still train with intensity, but I will go with lower weights, maybe higher, higher end of all my rep ranges. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the intensity's still there. Oh, you'll still hear me screaming in the gym. Yeah, but <laughs> like sound like Chewbacca being tortured. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh gosh. But you know, intensity. I I I used to be quite in the gym, but now I focus so much on intensity and putting myself to that point where you don't think you're gonna make the last (laughs) But you know, you can't help but scream sometimes. Yeah, I I think screaming is important. If if uh, Jim says no screaming, no grunting don't, don't, don't go, go there, there. Uh, but yeah and I think it's, you, know, you don't have to be so obnoxious I've seen guys yeah. screaming with like 5kg weights I mean you're clearly they've just done 20 reps easy but they scream through the whole thing you're like that's just been obnoxious that's just obnoxious yeah, it's not intense that's obnoxious you only are allowed two two scream reps yeah it's just like the last two. couple yeah. the first few should be fine or getting it off your chest on something then you can put a bit of effort in the first few reps will probably be quite normal. Once it starts dying off and you need to summon that inner, the yeah. inner strength, then now something the screams sneak out. But. Well, now talking about all this intensity and training hard, there comes a time when now you need to rest. Yes. And you need to take your rest very, very seriously. It is all part and parcel of progressing and getting to your goal. What do you guys think I think the biggest mistake I've made throughout my whole exercise career is not prioritizing recovery (laughs) it's something i take super seriously now i literally will set my alarm at night know my sleep wake up and if i feel i haven't got enough sleep and i've got enough time because i get up early i will go back to bed for a couple of hours and you know i'll still be up by eight o'clock but I, i literally wake up and go did I have a good night's sleep? Yeah. No, I'm going to go back to sleep for a little bit. Because so we sleep early, because we wake yeah. up early anyway. Um, so we'd rather sleep early. Just Even if sleep doesn't come that fast, you're just in bed. You're relaxed. You're... You need to aim for a, I mean, eight. The good thing is, as you, as you get older, it becomes more socially acceptable to go to bed at ridiculously early time. When you're in your early 20s, your, your late teens, early 20s, even mid-20s, there's a certain expectation on you to, to be up. And to be, especially on the Friday, like, yeah, <laughs> me now, I'm you know, 40. You'd be I lucky know. I haven't fallen asleep on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> watching bodybuilding YouTube. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because yeah, when. Or we'll watching some documentary yeah. or something. Because when we met in Trojan, I used to train six, seven days yeah. in the name of beast mode. Yeah. Exactly, and I've done the same. Train yeah, twice a day. Yeah, you're younger, you're thinking, ah, screw, what, what, what is the rest muscle? What, what is the rest day? I don't even think <laughs> it's necessary about, you know, being young. I think if you love the gym, you want to be at the gym. Yeah, you want to be training. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's sometimes hard. It's easier to give it your all. And I've done training twice a day, you know, morning, evening. It's easy to do that. 
it's easy to just get the sessions in because you love being there, you love training, yeah. but your body doesn't benefit. And I, I remember when starting with Ollie, he looked at, I had to write down what I've been doing. He looked at it and said, you're doing too much. <laughs> you know, honestly, your body's never reco- gonna recover properly. Yeah. And recovery is what's going to, one, make you lose weight, body fat, because once your body's stressed, you will not lose body fat. Yeah. Two, you will not gain muscle. It's the same, it works both ways, depending yeah. if you're surplus or deficit. And then also your nervous system is just in is under right. stress, yeah. Break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're more prone to injuries. You yeah. Know, you're just continuously fatigued. It's, it's so important. I don't think we can stress yeah, enough so that you're getting enough rest I, days. So even if you love the gym, take take those rest days, man. I think <laughs> it's important, even if you've got a program and you're meant to go to gym five days a week, you take your weekend off. If you get to midweek point, and you feel knackered, put in a rest day. Just move your session along. And I've often had people say, oh, no, you know, I feel tired today, or oh, take a rest day. Yeah. You know, what do you mean? Then it's gonna mess up my, my thing. No, just move the session along. It's, yeah, it's, not, not, a it's, rigid it's, it's not a rigid setting. It's not a big deal if you, you normally do a push on a Wednesday, you suddenly do it on a Thursday because you take a Wednesday off. Mm. Your body will appreciate it. And I think some of it is, people get very set in their patterns. But I think you've got to learn to listen to your body. Some days yeah. you may not need a rest day because you've had so much good sleep in the week. You may actually come to your rest day and go, I'll probably squeeze in one more session, then rest after. Because yeah, yeah. I actually I feel good. You know? And that's why that logbook's important. Yeah, so how you feel. Yeah. It's the same way also. Don't get married to your program. You can switch yeah. it up. Yeah, if Monday doesn't work, exactly. rest, sleep. Um, let your body try and recover and then do it on Tuesday. It was like today, I trained two sessions today. I did a push on the legs because one, to make the most of being in Nairobi. Oh, yeah. yeah but it yeah. meant I threw in an extra rest day in the week. So I'm recovering. I get a rest day now tomorrow. So I recover for the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all I've got to do is make sure I eat well before my training session and eat well after. After. So I've got enough energy. And now I'm in recovery mode. And let's just define a rest day. Yeah, that's actually what I... (laughs) Some people's rest days are very interesting. It involves a lot of cardio, swimming, uh, a plyometric session, a hot yoga session. I wouldn't classify that as a rest day. That's like an active... But also, it's really not an active rest. That's just a workout. For me, a rest day is getting in, I would say, my, my steps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a mobility session mobility. Yeah. maybe a massage yeah ma- yeah 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 um, or foam rolling at least yeah. or get your know, golf ball out and roll it on your muscle a swim maybe. A swim swim's good gentle swim gentle I think swim. active rest is important I think you shouldn't just because it's your rest day don't say I've got to sleep sit on the yeah, sofa and not move all day get your steps in because that's actually getting down in nature go out have a hike it's not climbing Everest. You know, yeah, you're not going to run a marathon on your rest day. You're not going to climb Everest. You're just going. You know, I've got a habit. I will play the old game of touch rugby, but it's 40 minutes of running around. But I'm very careful of how I do that and look at what I've got. Yeah, the other day. yeah. You're not if, going. If I'm not recovered, if I'm not recovered, I'll still take the following day off. I just move the sessions around again. So because I do love a bit of touch rugby. Yeah, because well, I think I think people <laughs> people people yeah. assume just because you're getting in a rest day, like you're going to recover. Yeah. They're two different things. Your rest day is just trying to optimize your recovery. It's because you can only recover from 
like depending on what you put your body through, your body will only recover according to what you put it through. If you overdo it and you're not giving it enough time to recover, it doesn't matter if you have that rest day. It will not recover optimally. So yeah. rest days do not necessarily mean you're going to recover. We won't get too scientific. We've got two yeah. states. We've got rest, rest and digest or... Uh, fight or flight. flight. Yeah. So trainings or fight and flight. If you don't give yourself that rest and digest, your body will not recover. It will not grow. It will not lose weight. It's it more stressed. In a stressed mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you will get long-term issues if you don't have time to de-stress. And this is also an important thing with work. You need to take, and it may be. It's not even just about rest days. It's about taking time in a day to recover even from work you know, if yeah if you're someone life generally people who work for themselves are prone to this they will keep work hours they will start work at night then they'll have dinner but then they'll go back to the computer and I do this myself but I know at times close the computer go do something go walk the dogs read recover, a book read, but do something completely um, don't look at your phone because there's probably a million emails on there just just take time to recover, to come out of that stress mode. Go. I, I like to ride the horses in the morning for that very reason. You know, start the day chilled. It's very relaxing. Um, riding a horse through through the sanctuary, uh, through the ranch in the morning. I then start work, and then I go walk the dogs at the end of my day because that way I've got two points of just like stressing. Because yeah. we, yeah, we the walks. That's why I we don't even really. It's cardio, but it's more yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you need more rest days if you sleep worse. Yeah, <laughs> you know, people with new babies and stuff, you're not getting enough sleep. You should probably be looking at a program that goes two on, two off. Yeah, which also comes back to your programming again. Yeah, yeah, and and in your programming, you should have deload weeks. Yes, we've we've touched on that before but you can't just go from one program straight into the next you need to have scheduled deload yeah. and it should be they should be proactive deloads not reactive yeah, and we, and we've all probably done this where we've gone i feel knackered this week i'm gonna deload <laughs> rather than actually saying i'm gonna deload before i feel knackered before, yeah true because then you may not feel knackered yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's the good. problem it's like oh now i feel tired so yeah. i guess it's deload time You've been training what for six months nonstop. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was trying to do four weeks training, one week deload, four weeks training. One week yeah. Yes. I try. I do. Five one sometimes. Yeah. De- well, depending on my goal. Move. Yeah. A deload can move a week. Yeah. But generally, that's not a bad place to be. But I guess that's why I like bulk season in a way because I have three rest days. Well, active rest, the walking. So my weight days are four days, mm. and then which I, I do two, two, and then off, and then one off, and then one. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe a swim over the weekend, uh, short, <laughs> uh, splash around the pool, not really think, a swim. <laughs> I think going back and to walking, the deload yeah. is, the important thing with the deload is, when you go back to your training session, don't start where you finished your progression. Because then you're going straight to like 
off the top. I would go a week or so back. Yeah, and, and then look at your logbook. You go, what was I lifting two weeks before my deload? And start on that. Start, yeah. So you come back to progress again because otherwise you might hit a wall quicker. And that's why you need a notebook or exactly. somewhere to note it down. Otherwise, guesswork just leads to injuries and exactly. just not enjoying your overall training. I guess. Yeah. So I think main take-home points is. Get a good program. Get a good coach. Uh, get and there should be get checked, yeah. yeah. And that program is tailored to you. Yeah, not Google programs. No. Prioritize your rest. Getting good deloads. And it's it's as simple as that. Well, I think that sums everything up and that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we're all going to enjoy our rest day now. Please leave any comments, message us with any questions and comments, and it'll be great. Yeah, yeah. and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.